welcome to a brand new season of the Cast of Podcast. As you may have heard in our last episode, we're changing things up a bit. With all the love that we've had over the last two seasons, where we exclusively talk to our customers about how they're using audio and video content to grow their businesses, we've decided to turn the Casted Podcast into a show that exclusively focuses on our customers. Makes sense, right? We love sharing our customers' unique experiences, and we know we can continue helping this audience by digging deeper with each of them through this medium. I'm Clay Mosley, Customer Success Manager at Casted, the first and only amplified marketing platform for B2B marketers, and I'll be your guide on this episode of the Casted Podcast. For today's episode, we wanted to start off with a bang, or shall I say gong? I'm speaking with Senior Content Marketing Manager Jordan Fees, who, needless to say, is making a ton of noise with Gong's very own show, Reveal, the Revenue Intelligence Podcast. The podcast is such a perfect medium for evangelizing something huge like creating a new revenue intelligence category. This has helped Jordan grow the show to over 100,000 total listeners. So if you're ready to hear just how Gong continues to leverage podcasts, how they're combining audio and video content across a bunch of channels, and how they're producing this phenomenal content through the Casted platform, then please keep listening and watching. My name is Clay Mosley, and I'm a customer success manager here at Casted. I have the pleasure of working with our customers every day, learning from them, and helping guide them towards an amplified marketing strategy. So today, I want to invite you into a customer conversation with Gong. Please submit your questions to myself and to our guests so that we can answer them at the end of the show. Our guest today is a veteran podcast marketer who has helped take Gong to over 100,000 total listens in their show. Wow, whether you're at home, in the car, or you're back in the office, please help me give a warm welcome to Senior Content Marketing Manager at Gong, Jordan Fees. Hello. Welcome, Jordan. So exciting to have you on our first live show today. Yes, thanks so much. I'm honored. Yeah, absolutely. So Casted and Gong partnered at the beginning of the year, and then you joined their team this past spring. But you aren't new to podcasting. Um, Please tell us a little bit about what you did in your previous role and tell us what you're currently doing in your role now. Absolutely. So like Clay said, my name is Jordan Fees. I joined Gong May of this year. So I think we're almost five months in. Time is flying. Um, But I've been a B2B SaaS marketer for the past seven years. So this is my fourth B2B software company I've been at. And I know Casted does, you know, kind of enables marketers to harness the power of audio in a lot of different ways, but I'm definitely biased towards Mm -hmm. podcasting. And my first experience with podcasting started at my previous role. So I was working at a compliance software company and we launched a podcast just earlier this year, actually, where we were interviewing chief compliance officers on all things legal. So monitorships, run-ins with the DOJ and SEC, and really taking what some think of as like a boring um, topic and I think bringing out those stories that actually make it really interesting and often make headlines. So we called that podcast Risky Business, uh, which I was very proud of the name. (laughs) And then when I started at Gong, uh, Devin Reed, who is the host of 
Reveal is my boss. And I think he noticed that, you know, I was always talking about podcasting, super interested in it. And so now I manage the logistics and growth of Reveal, the Revenue Intelligence podcast. I love that. Did you see yourself when you started as a content marketer, fully immersing yourself in podcasts? To be honest, no. Um, I I loved the medium as a consumer. I have plenty of podcasts I listen to somewhat religiously. Um, but for some reason, I had, I did the, didn't cross over that like, oh, we should definitely be using this, you know, as a medium um, for business. And I'm so glad that it was actually my previous boss kind of like pushed me towards this and was like, no, we're doing this and you're going to be the host. And I was like, are you sure? Um, but I'm really glad that happened because now it's a huge part of what I do today. I love it. So tell us a little bit more about your podcast um, and what type of audience are you attracting with your show at Gong? Yeah. So Reveal is all about evangelizing our category, which is revenue intelligence, which is why uh, it's in the name. And it's for senior revenue leaders. So we have mostly sales, some other go-to-marketing functions, so CS and marketing. And it's mostly for the manager plus crowd, but we definitely have some ICs that that listen as well. And we interview senior go-to-marketing leaders and we really go deep on one topic per episode. Um, I guess a couple segments that are worth noting... I'm so sorry. My dog is playing with a squeaky toy. Okay. So I was saying there's two different segments that I think are really interesting about Reveal. So we one, we always have a data breakout section, which if you know anything about Gong, we're all about data. And Gong Labs is kind of like our one of the pillars of our content mm-hmm. uh, marketing strategy. And I mean, I'd really challenge anyone to find a piece of Gong content that doesn't have you know, data in it. Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of like one of our our North Stars when it comes to content production. So we have this data breakout section. So every time we pause, kind of switch to that and share a stat that we think our audience should know. And the second one is a micro action. So this is all about highlighting a learning that they can put into action today, where I feel like you know, you know, sometimes you're listening to whether it's a podcast or you're reading an ebook, watching a TV show, and you're like, this is great, but like it's a little too high level. Like, how yeah. am I gonna translate into this this into um, my day-to-day? And so we always pause and like call something out so that there's never a question of how that's gonna happen. And yeah, like you mentioned, we re- recently hit hundred K listeners and we have our hundredth episode launching next week. That's awesome. Congrats. <laughs> You're making data fun. I love it. So what made Gong wanted want to start a podcast in the first place? Yeah. So I I actually wasn't around. So this predates me, but I mm-hmm. asked um, Devin and Sheena a little bit and picked their brains on um, how this started. So the podcast has been around about two years now. So we put out an episode every Monday, which is why we just hit 100 episodes. Um, so I think there was a couple of reasons. So we, they launched the podcast um, at the same time, kind of as our category, as revenue intelligence. And so it was really meant to educate the market on what is revenue intelligence um, because it was a new slash emerging mm-hmm. category. Um, so really, I think a tool to spread like top of funnel awareness and... We really we don't talk about Gong that much, you know. Obviously, if a guest brings it up, 
great if they so happen to be a customer, but it is definitely not about us or our product. It is about, I think, like data-driven revenue leaders and telling their stories. I love that. Yeah, so a lot of brands don't talk about or promote their product or solution, their software in a podcast. So, so really, what kind of message can you get across with the podcast if you're not actually promoting your product? Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of benefits. I think it's an opportunity to not only build relationships with the top minds in the industries, but also just show kind of like where the industry is going and highlight, Mm -hmm. you know, how people are implementing. um, And I think it's just like changing, right? Like these are the top leaders in the space and this is how they're tackling this problem. Um, I think, you know, when we actually launched the podcast, I thought they did something really smart, which was they had a revenue intelligence summit and they Mm -hmm. took speakers from that summit and they set up like a little, I I think it was like glass or plexiglass, you know, something like, you know, like the podcasting cube that people will have. And as speakers were coming off stage, they pulled them in there and they recorded the first three episodes on site there. And so it was the co-founder of Seismic and then previous leaders from HubSpot and Netflix. And so they were able to get these amazing names on immediately, um, which I think is huge, right? Because that kind mm-hmm. of like sets the bar for the type of guests that you're going to have on going forward. That's awesome. So that gets to my next question about guests. A lot of podcasts kind of struggle to find guests. Um, how do you find such great experts and thought leaders to, to actually come on your show? Yeah. So for the podcast specifically, there's there's a couple... Um, methods that I like to lean on. So we're always going after, you know, go to market executives from today's best companies. And one of the best ways we actually um, kind of tap into that is enabling our either like customer success team or CAE team or AEs to reach out to customers and prospects. Mm -hmm. So this can actually be a really big, I guess, enablement push where um, you know I draft outreach copy and really I think educate my own internal team on like what the benefit would be to them whether it's in the customer journey or along the buyer's journey uh, I really see it as you know an opportunity for them to connect with their prospect or customer about something other than just gong yeah right so have a especially in the buyer's journey I feel like that's mm-hmm. really nice and Obviously, it's a nice ego boost as well to say, hey, we think you're so smart. We want to have you on our podcast. Um, so I think the the flattery is nice as well. So yeah, I have a ton of enablement materials and I go to like the, the t- sales team meetings quarterly just to remind them like, yeah. this is what we can be doing. These are past guests that we've have on that maybe, you know, converted to be a customer or renewed or, you know, telling those stories so that they feel motivated to to help because I mean, they interface with amazing people all mm-hmm. day long. And I'm just like, great. <laughs> you are a great resource to, um, yeah, just help us get those people on the podcast. That's awesome. So it's a company effort. You're getting sales, your CSMs involved with sourcing guests. Mm-hmm. One thing I love about Gong is just how active all of your colleagues, the employees of Gong are on social media, promoting content. Mm. Uh, sharing, you know, upcoming events, sharing podcast stuff. Is that something that is organic or it does it come natural, just part of the culture at Gong? It's such a good question. And I think one a lot of people have. I know looking from 
the outside in before I joined. I was like, what is going on here? Like, this is insane. Um, in the best way, I thought it was so impressive. Um, now that, you know, I kind of, I kind of know how the magic works. It, it is so, I think, culturally ingrained in mm. Gong just to want to be proud and want to share. Um, and it's just kind of, I think, become like a cultural norm that like, that's what you do. It is by no means required, but I just think it's, you know, kind of everyone does it. And so that's, that's just kind of like the standard behavior. Um, with that there, our, so- our social team does do a lot to enable these sort of moments. So whether it's, you know, like Gong hit a milestone or we mm-hmm. got listed on whatever, you know, whatever we want to celebrate and get out in the market, there is a lot of enablement materials that goes behind that. And, you know, letting the team know at company all hands and sending calendar invites to post. So a lot of backend work, but um, yeah. I think the cultural side of it is probably the biggest factor. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, it's, it's super contagious. Love to see that in a company. So as you plan uh, to record each podcast each week, how do you determine topics for your content or for your podcast? Yeah, I think there's a couple ways. One, I think we're always tying it to whatever our quarterly theme is. So Mm -hmm. our marketing leaders every quarter say, this is the overarching theme. uh, And that's super helpful for us, I think, to make sure that because you know, as the marketing team grows, that we're not you know sending different messages, um, and that everything's kind of rolling up under one umbrella theme. And these are you know usually pretty broad, so that we can create a variety of pieces. But it usually ties in with whatever you know product releases we have going out, as well as timely kind of what's going on in the world or what's going on in the industry and the market. So I think that's definitely one factor we're always taking into consideration. Um, the other is. I think industry trends and for me not to plug gong but we're able to kind of listen to the customer's voice um mm-hmm. in an unfiltered way and I had not used gong before joining gong and that's huge for me to be able to just jump into calls hear how our prospects and hear how the marketing is talking about these issues or being tagged by senior leaders hey this is you know something I keep hearing coming up and I can listen to it exactly how they're talking about it or whatever the problem or issue pain point that they're having is. Um, So I'd say that's a huge Mm -hmm. source of content inspiration as well. Um, And then the third is, you know, whatever the the guest is an expert on, obviously that (laughs) plays a big role too, but there's some, definitely some matchmaking, I think that that goes on on the back end. No, that totally makes sense. And I'm going to echo your love for Gong. Mm -hmm. We are also Gong users and, um, have had some great success with it. So with all this in mind, what are some of the most effective channels for your content marketing? Yeah, so I think email is probably the biggest for us. Um, I was super impressed with the email program they have here, but I will say it's it's very different from other B2B email programs that I've seen in the past. And even when I was learning to write our email content, it was a little bit of a learning curve because I think most B2B um, email programs are very much like you have your header, you have your HTML template, you have your CTA, and that's fine. That's this, mm-hmm. you know, the traditional way and what I was used to. And Gong is like very short sentences, all double spaced. It's from Devin, very um, 
I think like outcome driven. And I joked with Devin that I was like, I feel like I'm writing haikus. Like, <laughs> am I a poet? Like what is happening right now? Because it was, it was just so different yeah. from what I was used to. You know what I mean? Like the bullet points and you know, I, you get the picture. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, email is a huge channel for us. And that's obviously great because it's owned. The other, which you alluded to is LinkedIn Organic. Um, we're about to hit, I'm saying 100K a lot, but we're about to hit 100K followers mm-hmm. on LinkedIn. So we're preparing some special promotions for that. But that is a huge channel. And we hear you know, from prospects that that kind of can help keep them warm throughout the buying cycle. Um, we hear that that's how prospects found us in the first place. And I think even on the hiring side, we've heard, you know, like in, in candidates, like that's how they found us as well. So I think going beyond just either prospects or customers, we're also, you know, like helping the candidate experience with that. And that is a huge channel for us. And there's, yeah, so much content that goes into that. So that's super exciting. I think the third and final channel that I would highlight is events. So we have owned events that I think are super impressive. We do a lot of other partnerships um, uh, with events and sponsoring events as well. But the ones we own, which are Celebrate, which is our quarterly conference uh, that we've been doing digitally the past year since the pandemic. And then also our webinars perform amazing. Uh, So yeah, I think those are the top three channels that I would highlight. I love it. Now, I know that you recently got your show on YouTube. What is some advice that you would give a podcast, a company thinking about creating a YouTube channel? Do it. Like I, this is actually something that Devin and I were talking about right when I hired me. Like, okay, this makes sense. It's kind of a first project to get started. So we had some kind of like archived video content that we knew we could get up. And then now going forward, whenever we record, we're telling the guests, be camera ready. We Mm -hmm. do want to get this up on YouTube. And Riverside is the platform we record in. And so from there, we can export that um, straight to YouTube. But I think it's it's great for SEO. So you can optimize not only for the topic, but also for the guest's name if they're a big name and people are searching for them um, or the company as well. Sometimes I'll include all three. It kind of depends what um, I think people are going to be searching for. But I think it's it's really nice to come up for SEO. And then probably the most interesting part of our YouTube strategy is that we're using it as a promotional channel and okay. a distribution channel, which is fun from the metrics side of things. But um, I'll explain what I mean by that. It means... So promotionally, we're actually leveraging YouTube Shorts, so the the vertical content, okay. and we take a clip from the episode that's launching that Monday, probably like thirty to sixty seconds, and turn it into essentially like a teaser for the episode. Here's a little insight. Don't you want to hear more? Mm-hmm. Go listen to the full episode. And because that format works across TikTok and Instagram Reels, we put it all three places. And that is essentially just impressions for us, right? Like getting extra eyeballs um, to come to the podcast. And then we actually post the full episode um, as a traditional, you know, like YouTube video. And that counts towards our totals like views and listens um, because that's, you know, just another way for them to consume the episode. I love it. TikTok, that's a new one. That's a new channel that I think 
probably more people will be getting into, but mm-hmm. Gong is is uh, breaking into that. It's pretty cool. So now I want to talk about the Casted platform a little bit. When I trained you uh, months ago, I want to hear, you know, what were the first couple things that you initially loved about Casted? Mm-hmm. And now that you have some experience in the platform, mm-hmm. what are the things that you're enjoying today? Yeah, so I love this question. There is a couple of things that jump out. So one, the transcripts mm-hmm. and key takeaways are so helpful. I know for me personally, I was just working on writing a script for our 100th episode and we were doing the top 10 takeaways right from the past 100 episodes. It's a lot of content to, yeah. to sort through and these key takeaways saved my life. I would... Yeah would still be doing them right now if it wasn't for the key takeaways um, because it just allowed me to kind of, you know, find the top performing... Well, I guess the metrics allowed me to find the top performing episodes. And then the key takeaways allowed me to jump in and see like, okay, what were the... Like, what was the best nugget, right? Mm-hmm. From that whole 30 minutes. Um, and then how can how can we talk about that? So that was huge. And then I know the transcripts as well. Sometimes... I'll listen to an episode and then I'm going back and I'm just like, I know there was something brilliant that they said and I kind of know how they said it, but if I had to listen to the whole episode, right? Like it would just take way too long. So I guess from just like a search functionality, the transcripts are really nice. And I've heard from our audience as well that, you know, I think it just allows them to, I think it sets nice expectations, right? Where they can just go through and see like, one, this is what we're going to be talking about. Like you see the title, but Here's a little bit more granularly, like the things that we dive into. And then look, if you're interested in one of these topics, you don't have time to listen to the full episode, feel free to mm-hmm. kind of self-serve and self-navigate and just listen to that. So um, I love that as well. From a, I think like account-based strategy, I love that you can see what accounts are interacting with the podcast content huge press up market, you know, where we're tracking like tier one and tier two accounts and can see if they're consuming, if they are, what they're consuming. Um, so that that's great for us as well. Yeah, through that Marketo integration, right? Exactly. Awesome. Love it. Yeah. So, you know, we've been talking about podcasting a lot today. Tell us a little bit more about some of the other content that Gong has put up into Casted. Mm. Yeah, so we host all of our conference content there as well. So celebrate the uh, event I mentioned earlier. So that's kind of like the post-show experience where you can go listen to all of the different sessions that happened. We also have Gong Labs Live, which is... It was our LinkedIn Live series we've done actually a couple of times, but I know the most recent season is up there. So just a great way for us to get um, you know live content that we do on more like an on-demand mm-hmm. basis. Same with webinars. That's where we host all of our on-demand webinars. And you know, I think the benefit is it just kind of gives a single home or hub to each of these channels and programs, um, and definitely allows us to easily understand like metrics post-event as well. Awesome, I love that. Well, I have one more question for you, but before that, this is a great opportunity for you to submit your questions. Uh, for Jordan and I to answer. But Jordan, my last question for you is what tips do you have for fellow content marketers who are out there struggling to create new and compelling content? I love this question. And I think it's something all content marketers struggle with at one point in time or another. And the two tips I would have are one, listen to your audience 
as much as you can, just like ingrain yourself within that audience, whether it's reading books that your audience is listening to, or if you have gong, listening in on calls, or it could be, you know, social listening is super powerful as well. So whether it's your own channels or if there's other communities that you can be a part of, I think just, um, yeah, you need to be able to have like your finger on the pulse of what's happening. So whatever channels you can find to do that. And the more probably the better. Um, And the second thing I would say is just consume content. I think sometimes when you're a content marketer, you're so used to producing, Mm -hmm. that sometimes you don't consume as much. And I think that's where a lot of inspiration comes from. I know I get a ton of inspiration from just like different industries, even like way outside of B2B, right? I'm looking at like B2C companies and seeing what they're doing and see like how would that translate into maybe something interesting that we could do. Um, And I just think, yeah, I think Alan Gannett um, wrote a book, The Creativity Curve. And he had a stat in there that was like the best content producers are actually consumers as well. And that always stuck with me. Um, And I think, yeah, it just makes a lot of sense that that's where you can go for inspiration if, if you're in a rut. All right, let's get into some of these these questions that we have here. Um, I'm going to start here. You just <laughs> talked about social listening. So, um, what exactly is social listening? Uh, to me, social listening is you know I think there's plenty of tools that you can use to enable this. Um, I know there's you know tools that you can use to like post content, but a lot of those have like a social listening aspect as well. I'm thinking like Hootsuite, Sprout Social, those kind of tools. Um, but really a way to understand like of the topics you your organization cares about, what is being said. Um, so whether that's following certain hashtags or certain conversations, certain keywords, um, certain influencers, and just really understanding like what is being talked about within your space. I think that's super powerful. I think sometimes it's easy to just get focused on, again, always producing and putting things out there, not taking time to like, okay, pause. Let's actually see what other people are creating, what are other people saying. So to me, that's that's how I've always thought about social listening. Awesome. I love that. All right. So for this next question, let's see here. What's the number one piece of advice you'd give someone just starting out with podcasting? going to be similar to my my YouTube advice, which is just start. I I think you learn so much as you go. And I know sometimes like starting a new medium can be a little intimidating. There's a lot of unknowns. Um, but I think just start and you'll figure it out along the way. Um, the other piece of advice I would have is really like think about the segments that you want to have because I think that's like kind of like the backbone or structure of your podcast. If you have a strong kind of like, okay, this is what we're going to do for every intro. This is going to be either like the first question we ask or the last question we ask, or these are going to be the segments we already, we always have in every episode. I think it makes it more of like a fill in the blank um, template for you. Like every time you're producing an episode, it's not back to square one. Mm -hmm. Like, what are we going to talk about? What are we going to do? So I think having just a really strong structure to your podcast um, really helps. And I think it's a nicer listening experience for your audience as well. They kind of know what to expect. And I think the third thing I would say is like, there's a lot of different touch points that go into uh, creating a podcast. So I know Asana is like my best friend mm-hmm. and every episode has like a checklist of like 20 or 30 things that that need to happen. Um, so just 
get ready to be really organized. Um, but yeah, good luck. Awesome. That's great. So this next question says, Jordan, I'm curious to know how much time you think you're able to save with quick access to takeaways mm. as you are searching through content for the 100th episode. So, I mean, that alternative method, I think would have just been listening to every episode, right? Yeah. So 10 episodes, 30 minutes each, five hours, right? Yikes. Plus almost more, I would say, because you know, you're pausing and then going back and forth and you kind of need to sometimes compare, like, did I like this clip or this one? So I don't know. I would say, yeah, I don't know, six six plus hours, to be honest. Um, and this made it so easy. I mean, each one took two or three minutes because, you know, I kind of knew like, okay, this was the topic and I just mm-hmm. had to go find the perfect clip that kind of aligned with that. So I can't do the quick math on that, but if you can, that was <laughs> a lot of time saved. I love it. All right, this is going to be our last question of the day. And this is coming from Travis. So Travis asks, Jordan, what's your favorite podcast to listen to for pleasure? I love this question. Um, I think the one that I enjoy the most is Scott Galloway's podcast, the Professor G, Prof G show. Um, If you're not familiar with Scott Galloway, he is a NYU Stern professor and kind of all-around thought leader, serial entrepreneur, even though I hate that term. And I just love his perspective. Like I follow his newsletter and listen to his podcast. And he really talks about trends in business. And his tone is just so, I think, personal and relatable. Um, and I think I just, I learn a ton from him. So that's that's one of, of my favorites. Awesome. I got to check that out. And if you haven't checked out Gong's podcast, please do so. Jordan, thank you so much for being a part of our first live show today. Thanks. This was amazing. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. And thank you to all who joined us today. If we didn't get to your question, we are going to answer that in the next coming days. You can expect the recording to be sent out by the end of the week. Um, Yeah, we look forward to seeing you all again. Thank you. Thanks, Clay. That's our show. Thank you so much for listening. To learn more about Gong and the strategy that Jordan laid out today, make sure that you visit their website at gong.io. And check out their podcast too, Reveal, the Revenue Intelligence Podcast. To learn more about Casted and how we can help you, visit our website at casted.us. And be sure to subscribe to our newsletter to get the latest on all things amplified marketing, B2B podcasting, and more.